0: Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, it is Movie Monday, and we have a couple of movies to share with you today. Not in the theater, but these are for enjoying in the privacy of your own home, or maybe watching at church, or just uh, having a good time doing that. It's amazing how impactful uh, these motion pictures are, and whether it's just a lecture series, or uh, scripted drama, or comedy, or uh, sometimes the so-called reality series type of uh, things take over. You're going to enjoy and appreciate these because they are very educational. Uh, there's a certain entertainment quality to them, but anytime Bill Federer and the team at American Minute put things together, um, they, they become very important for us. There's so many things happening in the culture right now that require a lot of our attention, and it's really easy t- for us to get focused on one thing and without paying attention to the myriad of things that are happening. You know, I, I think about this often, especially as we get close to Christmas time, you know, which will be here in a couple months. As we move into this season, remember the, uh, the passage in Isaiah where uh, we read, you know, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And that, that phrase, you know, the government will be upon his shoulders and, you know, his reign will have no end, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I remember, yeah, was it the, the the social media thing? I was today years old when, uh, when I remember in study, this is actually in seminary, where we looked at the reign of King Hezekiah, the replacement king who was going to be the king for Israel and the idea that he was the one that was being foretold by the prophet Isaiah, but Isaiah was doing a double prophecy. You know, one for the temporal right now. You know, uh, that the, there's, there's a child who's been born who's going to grow up and become this king. But then also, will be able to say when the Christ child is born. For us, a child is born, a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders. That is the uh, the essence of our relationship with the Lord. Being able to look at scripture, being able to look at current events and say, okay, I see this is happening now, but this could also be, you know, moving us toward a different direction. I think is, it's very, it's really essential. And I, my heart breaks for people who are stuck in the one-dimensional, you know, the right now, this is how I feel, or this is how I think, or this is what everything looks like right in front of me right now, as opposed to, okay, this is what's going on now, but we have to remember that we are eternal beings. We are souls that live in bodies. We are born for eternity. And uh, Michael Card likes to say, the, uh, the idea of us as Christians, we're born for eternity and stranded in time and weary of struggling with sin. That, that basically uh, is the theology uh, that today's program is all about, because we're going to hear from Greg Harris through the Bible, um, talking about updates as to how TTP is moving in directions that are, are just so encouraging, are just so inspiring. Uh, we'll hear from Bill Federer talking about some of the miracles that have happened here in American history, but also with some resourcing that will help you and me deal with what's going on in the world around us. And then, of course, we see the evil of abortion that's happening right now. And I'm so proud of our Bottom Line Show listing family um, because of the fact that we have rallied around the ministry called Preborn. Preborn is an organization that provides care, uh, prenatal care for women who are expecting children. Now, they're not medical offices in the sense that you don't go to Preborn clinic and there's an OBGYN sitting there saying, let's start with your maternity stuff. This is a first point of intake uh, observation deck, if you will, where a woman who maybe she's done a home pregnancy test and she wants to confirm it with a pregnancy test at Preborn uh, has not had an ultrasound yet, but wants to get ultrasound pictures. Um, th- these are things that if you're pregnant, and you're going through that whole process, if you go to an OBGYN, they'll do the ultrasound. They'll show you pictures of the baby. You'll get to hear the heartbeat, all those different things. And then they'll they'll say, you are here and you're pregnant. So we're assuming that means you want to keep the child or release the child for adoption. We're not assuming that you want to abort the child. In rare instances, the doctors will recommend an abortion for a pregnancy that goes sideways for whatever reason. They think there's going to be uh, Down syndrome or a major birth defect or something like that. In very, very extremely rare cases, the mom's life is at risk by being pregnant. Now, that, that's a whole separate conversation versus the kind of treatment mom gets at the hospital. We could spend a whole program just on that and some of the major problems that are there. But we have advanced in the medical world to the point where, according to the Charlotte Lozier Institute, only 3% of the abortions that are performed in the United States are performed on women who are either in distress... Physically, their their own health is at risk, or the child has a deformity that would potentially keep their life to be relatively short, and um, or there are people who will still say, "Gosh, Down syndrome." I'm not sure, you know, cerebral palsy. I'm not really sure that's that I'm cut out to be a parent like that. And and if you have found yourself in that situation and you chose abortion, um, please know that God hears your heart, God heals, God forgives. Um, I I would like to say that the majority of women who have abortions do so before they become Christians, but the reality is that more than half of women, about 54%, who go to abortion clinics and end their pregnancies by killing the child, are women who are regular attenders of church. So it doesn't help us at all to say, well, the world out there, but you know, the church in here, I mean, the the, the biggest culprit, quite frankly, we could cut abortions in half in the United States if we would stop with church people going and getting abortions. Um, the work of pre-born though literally tells you the truth you go and get the ultrasound you get to see the pictures and then they say okay we estimate you're about this far along do you have an OBGYN? we'll help you find one um, are you thinking of putting your child up for adoption we'll help you find the attorneys there i mean it's it's about a two-year process that people are involved in uh with the everything that they offer it's not just a one and done type of situation and they're not just going to try to talk you out of getting an abortion there's so much more to it than that. I, I hear from a lot of people on the progressive Christian side who say, you guys are just pro-birth, you're not pro-life. That's not the case with preborn at all. It's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it. It's $28 per ultrasound appointment, literally to save a baby's life, to encourage mom to either choose life because she's gonna be a mother or to deliver that child and release that child for adoption. And for every family that adopts a child in America right now, there are 37 others that are qualified, capable, ready and willing and would go to great lengths to adopt a child. So there are no shortage of families that would adopt this child. But at preborn, the ball starts rolling because women are shown the child, they get to hear the heartbeat, they get to see the pictures and then they're told what their three options are. 85% of the time they choose door number one or door number two, which is become a mom or release the child for adoption. $28 $28 per ultrasound visit, so basically $28 saves one life, $140 saves five, $280 saves 10, you could do the math from there. But because we have a generous, I mean hugely generous donation from a Bottom Line Show listener, um, we have a $15,000 grant that we're trying to match the money on. $15,000 is the amount it costs for a preborn to purchase an ultrasound machine and then place it in a clinic. We have one basically guaranteed but we release that $15,000 once another 15,000 is raised. We're a couple thousand dollars into this project. I call this the 15 by 15 campaign because I think we can have the $15,000 raised by October 15th. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229. Or go online to kbrightradio.com, click the Preborn banner, go to rogermarsh.com, click the Preborn banner and make your donation there. Completely tax deductible and because of the way they fundraise, Every dollar that is raised for these ultrasounds, through this ultrasound campaign, goes to ultrasounds. They have separate campaigns for raising money for paying their office bills and taxes and salaries and stuff like that. So this is the part, this is the lane that is there for those who want to support ultrasound technology. 833-850-2229-BABY. Call Pre-Import and make that donation today. Because we know there's evil in the world and the battle is not... Government versus government, terrorist versus terror. It's good versus evil. It's the rulers of the principalities of the age, and um, we hear this happening a lot. You know, we're churches. Remember, during COVID, there were a lot of churches here in the states that were shut down because the government, you know, claiming to act on good information from the CDC and wanting to stop the spread of COVID, et cetera, et cetera said well you know churches i mean there's thousands of people who get together in these churches and uh you know they're the super spreader events and uh uh well we all know that, that you know people are all going to get sick and they're all going to die because of covid and now even the cdc has had to acknowledge that 99 percent of the people who had covid on their death certificate died with covid not died from covid now that doesn't minimize the risk for somebody who's in a situation that they call comorbidity where you've got high blood pressure overweight uh uh, heart disease, diabetes, whatever it is. I mean, if you, if you were a cancer patient and your immune system has been compromised, then getting COVID, it's kind of like HIV was 40 years ago where it knocks down your immune system so you can't fight these things off. That's a very real threat with COVID. But the idea that a perfectly healthy young man or young woman, some kid going to school, or something like that, gets COVID and then all of a sudden they rush them to the ER, they're in the hospital, they're intubated, and then they die. It's so unbelievably rare that even the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has to back things up a little bit with regard to that. Well, churches were being unfairly punished here in the States and we went to court and we marched and all that stuff. But trust me, brothers and sisters, pastors and churches that are facing shutdowns or prison time, you know, that, that type of thing because of COVID restrictions got nothing on Christians who are pastoring churches in places like Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq. Uh, and, and the like, where basically you are threatened with death every time you're confronted in a majority Muslim country. Theocracy is the way it goes. They have to run by Sharia law. And so if you were practicing as a Christian in a place like uh, this pastor in Pakistan, for example, in Jaranwala, or jar, jar- Anwala, excuse me. Basically, authorities can come up to your church. They can come up to you at home, ask if you're a Christian or a Muslim. If you answer that you're a Christian, then you are given one of three choices. Choice number one is to recant your Christian faith and to recite an Islamic profession of faith. Then they'll let you live. Well, as a Christian, you can't do that, right? Number two is they will threaten a fine of some sort. Basically what they'll do is they'll drain you of all your assets. They'll take your home. They'll keep you from working. I mean, you'll basically wind up in some refugee camp, they'll call it, where you'll be doing slave labor. The third option is they'll just kill him. Or her. I mean, those are the options. Now, I can assure you, from what I've read and from what you've read too, not one pastor in the United States was ever threatened with being shot to death because their church was open during COVID. Jail time? Okay, yeah. Never asked to recant their Christian faith, which has a much deeper spiritual significance. But the Reverend Eliezer Sidu, who's a pastor of a Presbyterian church in Kurawana, which is in the Jarawana district basically was attacked uh islamist slogans were written on the walls of his church building Uh, the the pastor was confronted at his church and basically the guys who were attacking him said you have to recite an islamic creed or we'll kill you he refused and so they shot him Um, this is a guy who was literally he had been at the church He was returning home to his town with an assistant after making some pastoral member uh, visits to church members and they basically said you have to uh, recite the Islamic kalima which is their profession of faith that he said is not going to do it this though happening in another part of the world could become the norm here in the U.S. in a few years and I'm not saying because Islam is so terrible I mean it's not of god but i mean but when you see the way the world is going and how we've moved from christian america to post-christian america to anti-christian america the stage is being set for the fact when what used to be your calling card 85 90 percent of americans believe in god that our biblical values you know were given to us uh the laws that we have here were given you know inalienable rights endowed by our creator watch that get rewritten And it's so sad because when you think about it, there have been so many miracles in American history that have happened. They're truly remarkable. Bill Federer is the host of American Minute, AmericanMinute.com. It's a great one-minute daily feature that talks about the role of faith in American history, but also all around the world. I recently caught up with Bill to talk about this Miracles in American History collection. We're going to do that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. There have been so many different times when throughout American history, we, the people, will look and see something that happens and say, wow, was that really all that unique or was that something somewhat miraculous? Well, today here on The Bottom Line, I'm joined by William Federer, who is a nationally known speaker. He's the host of The American Minute. We've got a link for uh, his website up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we're going to take a look at a a brand new video series that uh, he has. It's uh, the latest installment in uh, something that he calls Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer, uh, Bill Federer, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show today.
2: Oh, well, it's great to be with you, Roger.
0: You know, I think people in the body of Christ will look at this and say, sure, answered prayer. But there are people outside the body of Christ who go, oh, you guys are just making all this up. It's purely coincidental or it's because, you know, America is great. T- talk about specifically what fuels your passion for wanting to tell stories that are not only, you know, remarkable American moments, but really have that prayer component where the the only way you can explain it is to say this is an answer to prayer.
2: Well, in the book, Miracles in American History, and again, the DVD series we put together, uh, it begins with uh, us breaking away from the King of England, right, The revolution. And the King of England was the most powerful king that planet Earth had ever seen. He was a globalist. He controlled all of India, a quarter of the world's population right there. Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, British, Guyana, Canada, and America. And what our founders did was a polarity change. It was a flip. Instead of top-down power from some leader who claimed to be appointed by God, uh, it's a bottom-up where, hey, God give each individual the same rights, and we're all equal. and We choose leaders from amongst ourselves. Anyway, so in in the uh, stories, it has the revolution. There's one when the British Cornwallis was chasing the American General Daniel Morgan after the Battle of Cowpens. If you've seen the movie The Patriot with mm-hmm. Mel Gibson, yes. mm-hmm. he portrays the Battle of Cowpens. And uh, and the Cornwallis is about to catch the Americans. They cross the Catawba River, but there's a flash flood. The river rises over its banks, and it slows the British down. And so Cornwallis is trashing his heavy wagons and so forth. Uh, the Americans get to the Yadkin River. The river drops for them to cross over. By the time the British get there, it's rising over its banks again, another flash flood, the British are delayed again. This happens a third time at the Dan River, and one of the British uh, commanders, Henry Clinton, writes, here the Royal Army was again stopped by a sudden rise of the waters, Hmm. which had only just fallen almost miraculously to let the enemy over, (laughs) who could not else have eluded Lord Cornwallis's grasp, so close was he upon their rear. And so here you have even the, the enemy acknowledging, hey, you know, it, it was miraculous and uh and then of course the evacuation of Brooklyn Heights. So it's the biggest battle of the entire Revolutionary War, Brooklyn Heights, New York. It's the entire American army and Washington is dug in facing the 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 bay, the Hudson Bay. And so In comes 400 British ships. It's the largest invasion force ever assembled uh, with the gun power power on these uh, ships with the cannons. Well, the British find the loyalist. That's somebody who lives in America, but they're not loyal to America. I know it's hard for us to imagine that type of person. (laughs) But this loyalist shows the British where to land, and he marches them all night long through Jamaica Pass, and they attack Washington from behind on August 27th, of 1776, 3,000 Americans died; mm-hmm. only 300 British. Mm-hmm. Washington sees the um, brave young Maryland regiment. These guys are charging six times directly into the British lines. They all die. He looks at him from a distance, and he says, Good God, what brave fellows I've lost this day. Anyway, he's pinned up against the water. The sun goes down. And the next day, he's, he probably thinks he's going to be hung or whatever. The, America will be another British colony like Kenya or India. Mm-hmm, right. But instead, he, uh, the Continental Congress had had days of fasting, days of prayer. And Washington gets every boat he can find. They ferried the troops across the East River. Uh, the sun starts to come up. He's only moved half his troops. Now he's really a sitting duck. And his chief of intelligence, Major Ben Talmadge, writes, As the dawn of the next day approached, those of us who remained in the trenches became very anxious for our own safety. And when the dawn appeared, there were several regiments still on duty. At this time, a very dense fog began to rise off the river Hmm. and seemed to settle in a peculiar manner over both encampments. I recollect this providential occurrence so perfectly well that you could scarcely discern a man at six yards' distance. Yeah. We tarried until the sun had risen, but the fog remained as dense as ever. Anyway, so Washington continues to move the troops. He's on the last boat that leaves. The fog lifts. The British charge. No one's there. Wow. That was the last chance the British had to capture the entire American army all at once. Incredible. And there's lots and lots of these stories. And, and then afterwards, Washington says the hand of Providence has been so conspicuous mm-hmm. in the course of the war that he must be worse than an infidel that lacks faith. And, of course, uh, 1828 Webster's Dictionary says by providence, it is understood to be the hand of God.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. Bill Federer with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about Bill's new DVD, and there's a book that goes along with this, too. Miracles in American History is the name, and we'll put links for them up at the thebottomlineshow.com. It's important, I mean, we're having a hard enough time teaching young kids, especially, Bill, American history. How, how have your resources been used to help, you know, kids at all different levels? Whether Not just the homeschooling families who would say, I'm going to eat this stuff up, but uh, you know, uh, actual brick-and-mortar schools, too. Are they taking advantage of the, the wisdom that God has given you in this area?
2: Well, I've spoken at, at dozens and dozens of homeschool conventions across the country, and it's the most packed-out sessions that I do. Mm. Uh, I've spoken in the U.S. Capitol. They've had events there in the, um, uh, you know, the, the old house chamber, which is the statuary hall, mm-hmm. you know, there with uh, the house chaplain, the Senate chaplain, uh, Jonathan Kahn, you know, all kinds of people. And and I've shared these stories up there. Um, I've had, you know, pastors order thousands of them, uh, you you know, to give to their uh, supporters and so forth. Um, But but you just can't, uh, you know, there's one, uh, the British uh, invade during the War of 1812, uh, our capital. Uh, our soldiers just run away, so they just like walk right into our capital, oh, no. and they go up to the White House. And uh, you know, Dolly Madison had taken the painting of George Washington off the mantle of the fireplace, and she's frantically riding out of town on a carriage. The British Admiral George Cockburn goes into the cap, the White House, sees the table set. He sits down, eats dinner, and then torches the place. Mm. And then he goes to our Capitol, has his men sit in the chairs of our Congressman. He goes to the Speaker's chair, has a mock Congress. He says, who votes to burn the American Capitol? They all say, I, and they torch our Capitol, and the Navy Yard, and the you know, the tra- Treasury, and the Library of Congress. I mean, they're just trashing our Capitol. And then Madison previously had, had set aside a day of prayer. Well, suddenly the sky grows black, and the winds grow to a frightening roar. And lightning begins striking at the British soldiers. A tornado picks up British cans and throws them yards away and slaps horse and rider to the ground. And the British admiral exclaims to some lady, he says, good God, is this, um, you know, is this the kind of storm you're accustomed to in this infernal country? And she said, no, sir, this is a special interposition of providence to drive mm. our enemies from our city.
0: <laughs>
2: the British are driven out. The rains come and extinguish the fires. And um, anyway, and then Madison gives, a, you know, in one of his addresses, he says, The enemy, by a sudden incursion, invaded the capital, burnt many edifices. Um, you know, independence is now to be maintained with the strength and resources which heaven has blessed. And and then he sets a day of fasting and prayer. It's like, you know, we have days of prayer, but this is day of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. So we're getting serious. They're burning our capital. And uh, so there's... Uh, and then the, after that, the British leave and go to Baltimore. It's the third biggest city in America. And they fire 1,800 cannonballs nonstop for 25 hours. Wow. And, of course, Francis Scott Key mm-hmm. uh, sees the flag still waving right at the Star-Spangled Banner. But uh, the fourth verse of the Star-Spangled Banner had a lasting effect. And it's the one that says, "In conquer we must when our cause is just, and this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the Star-Spangled Banner triumphs away wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm. That phrase, in God we trust, did become our motto. Lincoln put it on our coins. Mm -hmm. In 1931, it was officially adopted as our motto. And during the Cold War, 1957, Eisenhower put it on our paper currency. And so, but that was all as a result of this song during the War of 1812 that Francis Scott Key wrote. But, um, uh, again, fascinating stories. They're all faith-building. I I had one dad read a story to his son every night before the son went to sleep, and he said after a month— his son said, Dad, aren't you going to read from that
0: book again? <laughs> <laughs> Kids love this, that's for sure. Uh, Miracles in American History is the name of the new DVD and the resource we're talking about today here on the bottom line. I'm Roger Marsh, the subtitle Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer. And this is the third volume that Bill has put out. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, get more of these amazing stories here that are so encouraging, especially in a time right now where there's a bit of upheaval in American political life. And even some people are questioning what does it mean? What is the role of faith when it comes to American citizens? We'll have more of this conversation with Bill Federer from the American Minute in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Bill Federer is my guest from American Minute. We're talking about Miracles in American History, which is a great DVD collection, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have not one but two different DVDs from Bill Federer and American Minute to give away today here on Movie Monday. The first one is called How the Birth of Jesus Affected the Calendar. And the second one is basically called the Islamic Conquest, Past and Present, especially in light of the, uh, the story we shared early on, the prayers needed for our friend, the Presbyterian pastor in Pakistan, or Afghanistan rather, who um, uh, wound up uh, being shot by Muslim extremists because he would not recite the Muslim Kalima, which is their statement of faith, and since he didn't renounce Christianity, they shot him. Um, we've got both of these dvds that we're giving away today here on movie monday 800-227-5278 227 5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, Bill Federer from American Minute. We've got the Islamic Conquest Past and Present DVD. It's a five-part series that you'll really appreciate. And then also his series on how the birth of Jesus affected the calendar. Two different movie DVDs, one of each. Would love to place one in your hands right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Bill Federer in just a moment as the bottom line continues.
3: Stephanie Cover of Cover Law fights for your rights inside and outside the courtroom. As an experienced trial attorney, Stephanie knows that litigating inside a courtroom often costs you more in terms of money, stress, and time. That's why, for the client's sake, she will work hard to settle without the need for a costly trial. Stephanie consistently led her firm in settled cases each month. Because Stephanie worked for insurance companies for decades, she knows how to talk to them. Her knowledge of the insurance process means she's highly qualified and even enjoys talking to insurance adjusters and attorneys on your behalf. Stephanie challenges them with tough questions and holds them accountable for your benefit. When you're in an accident, you want an attorney that will protect your rights and get you the settlement you deserve. Call the attorney who knows the insurance company's processes inside and out and will fight for your total compensation. Call Stephanie Cover at Cover Law today at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or just go to kbrightradio.com slash cover today. William J. Federer, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. How,
0: Bill, how long have you been do, hosting the American Minute? I mean, you're kind of my go-to guy when it comes to American history from the faith perspective, and you've got such a rich knowledge of world history, too. Uh, how long have you been doing the uh, your, your radio broadcast, and uh, how many places are you available right now?
2: Um, it's been at least 15 years, mm-hmm. and I also send it out as a daily email mm-hmm. of uh, with pictures in it, and uh, it has a— pretty good size uh, list of subscribers and you get it. And I've had, again, you know, people use it for uh, uh, supplementing their homeschools, curriculum, and uh, different uh, people in media and television will use it sort of as a resource. uh, but it's called American Minute, so
0: AmericanMinute.com. Okay, that's where you find out, and you can start getting these daily emails from Bill Federer. Uh, American Miracles in American History is the new DVD. Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer, Volume 3. We've got a link for this up at the BottomlineShow.com. During the break, Bill, you were reminding me of something that I'd forgotten about. Whenever it comes to medical issues, especially, a lot of times you hear about an outbreak of this or a plague of that. Our our thought is, well, that must have happened somewhere else, like the Ebola crisis from years ago and that that type of thing. But that's part of American history, too. And seeing God's hand of providence uh, very, very uh, clearly displayed during that is something that's worth noting. Talk about that.
2: So we... Um one our revolution broke away, but the British did go on to become the largest power on the planet. There's only 22 countries that were never invaded or controlled by Britain. Well, one of those was India. And so a quarter of the world's population and uh, the British East India Company and then finally the, the actual government of uh, Britain took it over. Um, So India had a religious group that had a practice of bathing in the sewage-filled Ganges River, and they would get a disease called cholera. Mm -hmm. It was just localized, but now that the British put in railroads and steamboats, people infected with cholera could quickly go back to Europe, and millions died in London, in Milan in brussels and berlin and moscow it was the disease of the 19th century uh i mean from korea to australia to egypt arabia it is, it's circling the world find out that it spread through um unsanitary water so where the, the disease gets into the sewage gets into the water and uh it wasn't until later they found out there was a guy in england uh, would decide he's going to put a little X on a map of wherever a new case of cholera appears. And he finds out that there's a sort of a circle of that around with a well.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, okay.
2: he had him take the handle off the well. And gradually the cases. as so well. Then they realize, hey, it's, it's infected water. But they didn't know that yet. Uh, so it begins to come to America. Uh, and uh, Henry Clay, uh, congressman, has a joint resolution of a day of humiliation, fasting and prayer. And uh, 1849 is also the California Gold Rush. Yes, And people infected with cholera went on the Gold Rush. Of so 12,000 died on their <laughs> oh, way out no. to California, uh-huh. uh, and they would have you know open graves. They'd pull their wagon train around a water hole, and they didn't have proper sewage treatment. It would get into there. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this time, Harriet Beecher Stowe, uh, she's the author of Unc- Uncle Tom's Cabin. Her infant son dies of cholera. President James K. Polk, the former president, dies of cholera. 5,000 die in New York. Another 5,000 in St. Louis. About 3,500 die in Chicago and 3,000 in New Orleans. A total of 150,000 Americans died of cholera. 8,000 died in Cincinnati. They had to postpone the first Ohio State Fair. Oh my The Dayton mayor, uh, John Howard, uh, proclaimed the day of fasting. All stores were closed in Dayton, Ohio, and hundreds of people knelt openly in the streets and prayed. And so the president is Zachary Taylor. And so July 3rd, 1849, he declares a day of fasting. He says, At a season when the providence of God has manifested itself in the visitation of a fearful pestilence which is spreading itself throughout the land, it is fitting that a people whose reliance has ever been in his protection should humble themselves before his throne, and while acknowledging past transgressions, ask a continuance of divine mercy. It is therefore recommended that the first Friday in August be observed throughout the United States as a day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer. So that first Friday in August, they have the Day of Fasting. New Jersey Governor Daniel Haynes says, whereas the President of the United States, in consideration of the prevailing pestilence, has set a Day of Fasting, and I believe the people of this state recognize the obligation of a Christian nation to publicly acknowledge their dependence on God, confess their sins, so he has it for his state. Well, that was the first week in August, right? Mm -hmm. By the end of August 1849, the death rates drop off to almost nothing. Really, And so there's this miraculous
0: uh-huh. turn
2: of uh, events, right? I mean, yeah. so so uh, they had this terrible epidemic, people pray, and, and the epidemic end. Um, there's some other ones, uh, Civil War, and it's hard to reconcile, uh, but it did happen. So April 30th,
0: 1863. Wow. Incredible.
2: Lincoln has a day of fasting. Yeah. He says, we've forgotten God, we've forgotten the gracious hand that Mm -hmm. preserved us in peace, uh, vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom of our own. Anyway, he observes the day of fasting, April 30th, 1863. What happened two days later that changed the course of the war? The South shoots one of their own best generals. Stonewall Jackson, he's he's unbeatable. He's defeating the the Union army outnumbered two to one, and he's coming back after the Battle of Chancellorville at Twilight, and he had just creamed the Union um, that day, and he's coming back at Twilight. His own men say, stop, who goes there? Before he can answer, they let loose a volley of shots. They kill a bunch of men and horses, and Stonewall Jackson shot twice in the arm, once in the hand. He's on the ground, and the Twilight, they stumble across him, they pick him up and realize, and, and then they fall, and mm-hmm. he's mangling his arm, he has to get it amputated, and he dies in pneumonia, pneumonia a couple of days later, and all just about every Civil War historian will acknowledge that Stonewall Jackson was such a great general. Had he been at Gettysburg two months later, the South probably would have won. Interesting. Uh, now, it's, again, hard to reconcile because he himself was a godly man. But you just can't, you know, see that the, the Union didn't beat him. Mm-hmm. His own men this freak accident, and yeah. it happened two days after this National Day of Prayer anyway was, um, there's other stories in the book
0: well Bill let me, let me remind our listeners of our conversation here I'm Roger Marsh here on the bottom line show talking with Bill Federer from the American Minute brand new book is called Miracles in American history and there's a DVD that goes along with it as you've been listening to this uh, th- this conversation here it's you're, you're it really is amazing. I mean, people talk about God's hand of providence, but there are people who, you know, today, can you imagine President Trump calling a National Day of Prayer and what the media would do with that? But but this is a part of our fabric, isn't it, Bill? It's part of our history.
2: Well, it is. And uh, and, and it's not just prayer, but days of fasting and prayer. So Woodrow Wilson, we are entering, entering World War One, and Woodrow Wilson uh, set the day of fasting. Um, uh, he's uh, the, We pray, Almighty God, that he may forgive our sins. Also, he passes out New Testaments to all the soldiers, and he writes the foreword to it, and he says the Bible is the Word of God, and and then he gives an executive order on the observance of the Sabbath, the importance of man and beast for the prescribed weekly rest, the sacred rights of Christian soldiers and sailors. Um, So anyway, what happened? Well, one of the stories is there's an American battalion pinned down along the uh, Châtel-Cheret area of of, um, France. And uh, the Germans, now this is World War I, um, uh, Sergeant Alvin York says the Germans got us. They stopped us dead in our tracks. Their machine guns were up there on the heights, overlooked and well hidden. He says that uh, we couldn't tell for certain where the terrible heavy fire was coming from. Mm -hmm. Those machine guns were spitting fire, cutting down undergrowth all around me. Well, all but eight of Sergeant Alvin York's group were killed, and he alone, takes out 32 machine gunners, kills 28 of the enemy, um, and then he was lying on the ground shooting so they could shoot better standing up. And so he would just shoot, uh, and um, then uh, they wouldn't lift their heads up because he was shooting them. He'd, he'd make turkey calls. Gobble, 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 they'd lift their head up and see what it was. Boom, <laughs>
1: yeah. boom, shoot. Oh, wow. boom, shoot. Uh-huh.
2: And then he gets charged from behind, and he says, I shoot him the way you shoot, shoot turkeys. You shoot the furthest away one first. Because if you shoot the closest one, the others will scatter. You'll never get them. Anyway, he captures 132 of them, and he receives the Medal of Honor. And he writes, some of them officers been saying that I, being a mountain boy and accustomed to the woods, done all these things the right way just by instinct. I had never got much learning except for the Bible. Mm-hmm. Maybe my instincts are more natural, but that ain't enough to account for the way I come out alive. Mm-hmm. With all those German soldiers raining death on me, I'm telling you, the hand of God must have been in that fight. Just think of them thirty machine guns raining fire point blank twenty five yards, and then bombs and pistols, and those men that charged me with fixed bayonets, and I never receiving a scratch, and bringing a hundred and thirty two prisoners, I have got only one explanation: that God must have heard my prayers he comes back to america and he starts a bible school mm-hmm. and he's so popular that even gary cooper stars in the movie sergeant york mm-hmm. and uh, but these are stories that it's so important for us to remember that uh, there are times of crises and we have men and women with faith
0: and mm-hmm. courage yes.
2: And that things turn around.
0: Yeah, they certainly do. And and Bill Federer has written about this in his books, Miracles in American History, new DVD that goes along with that as well. Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer. And this is the third volume in this series. It's always great to catch up with you, Bill. We've got links for your websites up at TheBottomLineShow.com. Thanks for being with me today here on the program. Thank you, Roger. Great to re- revisit that conversation with Bill Federer from AmericanMinute.com uh, talking about miracles in American history. And You can find information about that resource at TheBottomLineShow.com. It is Movie Monday. We've got a couple of special of Bill's movies that we're giving away today. One is Islamic Conquest, Past and Present. It's a five-part DVD series about how the Islamic conquests have moved throughout the history and how they've impacted our world as well. The other one is How the Birth of Jesus Affected the Calendar. It's a fascinating resource. Either of them would be a great pickup for you to give to your pastor or just to watch at home and share with your kids. Maybe there's a Christian school in your world that would benefit from having these. Two different DVDs to give away here on Movie Monday, both up for grabs, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time for our monthly visit with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. And you're going to get a chance to hear how uh, Greg and the team are doing in terms of The ministry opportunities that Through the Bible has. You might think, well, it's Dr. McGee, so I imagine reel-to-reel tapes, and there really is a Bible bus (laughs) that drives around all over the world, but they are one of the most sophisticated ministries behind the scenes I've ever encountered. Greg's going to give us an update on that coming up next as The Bottom Line Continues. Well, we have some good news from our friends at Preborn, and that is that we have a match in place that you got to take advantage of right now. I call it the 15 by the 15th campaign. Uh, An anonymous listener uh, who listens to the Bottom Line Show here in Southern California has put up a match for Preborn. Uh, This listener has donated $15,000, which is the cost of one uh, ultrasound machine in a preborn clinic and said hey i 'll put this up as a match let 's get bother bottom line listers involved to make donations large or small, and once we get to another fifteen thousand, then we can give the whole amount to preborn and get two Uh, Ultrasound machines in preborn clinics here in Southern California. So, what do you say? We're a couple hundred dollars in on this match. I know there's a bottom line listener right now who can make a $500 or a $1,000 donation, maybe even a $2,500, knowing that it's A, tax deductible, and B, going to be matched dollar for dollar to get another ultrasound machine in that will save babies' lives. Call 833 850 BABY, 833 850 2229, or you can make a donation online. It's really easy when you go to kbrightradio.com, or you can go to my website, rogermarsh.com, and click on the Preborn banner there. Let's save lives through Preborn. $15,000 by the 15th of October, we can do this. From the studios of KBRT in Los Angeles, the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, host of said program, joined for our monthly visit by Greg Harris, the president and CEO through the Bible, ttb.org. Greg Harris, good to have you back on the broadcast today.
4: Great to be with you, and great to see you, Robert.
0: Yes, likewise. For yeah. those who are watching on myhopenow.com, Greg and I are doing video on the Zoom, as yes. well as doing the recording for Terrestrial, and then showing up on podcasts. We're not doing satellite TV yet. Last month, we talked about <laughs> how through the Bible's doing that, but yeah. uh, you never can tell uh, with what's going on. Greg, yeah. it was interesting. I was thinking before we started the program today, how our times with our ministries right now kind of parallel each other in that you've been with through the Bible, 11, 12 years or so. Bottom line show celebrates our 12th anniversary in September. Right. Um, It has been interesting to see how God kind of introduced us back with other ministries and then paths kept crossing. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, do you guys want to do an interview with Greg, Greg, Greg Harris? I'm like, I know that guy. He stopped yeah. by the studio and it was just, it's been amazing to see what God has done uh, technologically with your ministry over the years. I mean, kind of give it, can you ramp up a little bit of Tell us in 60 to 90 seconds what the decade of dominance yeah. of Greg Harrison through the Bible has been like, because it's <laughs> it's been it's been pretty dramatic. I I, I don't mind well, saying that.
4: It has. And I'm not being falsely humble, but, you know, like you've said uh, in prior conversations, uh, you know, we run like a no huddle offense. We don't we don't do a lot of heavy strategic planning. What we do is what I call strategic execution. God yeah. does. God shows the plan. Then we have tons of work to execute. Uh, the 62nd sort of picture of of my journey in the last 10 to 11 years with through the bible is we were in 108 languages primarily radio um, primarily with one major partner translated radio and now a decade late and, and a decade later we have uh, about a half dozen major partners, partners like Far East Broadcasting Company, some lesser known ones like Indoor International does all of our satellite TV. Uh, we're partnering in a significant way with Uversion, the world's largest Bible app. We have, uh, we have stood up a, an, an entire digital team. And so we are, we're, we're moving toward a, a future where we want to reach everybody on, on earth who wants it, who wants the Bible and systematic explanation, uh, and gets it through their cell phone. And so we have a whole digital team that we that we are now uh, resourcing, and they're incredible people. and And by God's grace, we've launched into satellite TV, uh, tens of thousands of home groups. Uh, and we're in over 250 languages. So yeah, it's been no, no. it's been a quite a ride.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, that that's a great way to describe it because I don't see you as necessarily driving it, but you're you know in the saddle saying, okay, well I got here. We on. go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, on because all these people keep showing up saying, hey, I know a guy. Want to go here? Want to yeah. go here? And you're like, yeah, you know. And we're just crazy enough
4: to keep saying yes. And there are yeah. weeks where I say, "What is wrong with us?" We just keep saying <laughs> yes, but God he makes it work. It's not always easy. It's not always even that pretty, but it it but it, the end result is incredible, just what God does in this ministry.
0: I always am so amazed with and pleased to hear, especially from younger people who, you know, I were, this goes back to my radio days in San Diego before I came on board here at Crawford and being one of the affiliates who carried through the Bible. And we had such a strong following in that region of college students and young adults. And that kind of blew me away. I thought, wait, they want to hear this old guy, you know, who's on analog cassette, you know, or maybe I can see the reel to reel skipping because there's a splice in there that, you know, kind of messes up with the heads. But it's always been strong like that. And now there's something new, the kind of a new initiative, if you will, that's happening through the Bible about these transferable principles of Doctor McGee's teaching. And I'd love for you to share that with us because I think a lot of us just kind of figure, well, he's teaching, and we're, you know, we're learning. Yeah. But there's a bit more intentionality going on right now, from what I understand.
4: Yeah, and this this started with a question from a listener. You know, in, in some of our previous months of visits, we've I've talked about the power of a good question and what it can do uh and in this case uh, i remember a listener asked us uh, how does dr mcgee still influence through the bible's ministry you know mm. he he being dead yet speaketh he he's <laughs> we're now coming up on uh, let's see 1988 uh, if my math is right i think that's 35 years ago that dr mcgee uh went to be with the lord and that's by the way historically that's longer than he was with the ministry. He was only hmm. with the ministry 21 years before he died. So we have, this ministry has existed kind of a 60, 40, uh, hmm. 60% of it has been post Dr. McGee. And we have seen our greatest growth impact. Uh, the finances are growing. Everything is thriving. It isn't just, we're not just hanging on like, uh, kate winslet after the titanic sank right (laughs) you know we're not on we're not floating on the in the north atlantic on a door we are by god's grace all by god's grace we are thriving and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have respected these transferable principles and there are many of them we won't have time to get into all of them but but uh let's just start with with one and i'm i'm indebted to my team because they were answering this question and Many people know Barb Peel. She's our vice president yes. of communications, incredibly talented, gifted uh, woman who, you know, you give her one idea and she'll write a book for mm. you. And so she came up with this lovely document of transferable principles. And I think in sharing them, we, I hope that you will think about how does this affect you, your ministry? What what do you do in your own ministry, whether it's your personal ministry and your family, your neighborhood, your church, your work, um, or if you have a more structured program uh that you're part of uh these are these principles they're they're from the scriptures okay Uh, and the first one that i want to call out is um invest in what you know god will bless and Mm. you you might say well how do i know what god will bless well god blesses his word um you know if so let me just be candid you know if 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 you are ministering in 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 if you're serving jesus christ and you're not bringing out the word of god in other words if you're giving all your own explanations of this and that and the other thing you know there's a lot of power in the word of god and i'm not saying you just read the bible to people what i'm saying is that i i go back to billy graham the great billy graham who would say thus saith the lord of Mm -hmm. course he would explain he would preach but he made sure he always brought people back to god's actual word
0: yes Yes, that's key. I was thinking of another uh, apologist that I heard recently whose dad was of very simple means but a very, very godly man, and he said, the one phrase I could still hear my dad saying is, have you not read? You know, have you not read, have you not heard? Those were, yes. the, those were the phrases in Scripture that brought him back, and he said, as I got older— That's what kept me focused. And I think that in a culture that likes to misquote scripture, and quite frankly, it seems like the only people who are quoting scripture are the New York Times to try to use it as a bully club against the church or whatever, (laughs) that the more scripture we know, the more that we can rely upon that, that shows that depth of growth. It shows that we're abiding in Christ and one of the transferable principles of Dr. McGee, you know, in terms of that investment.
4: Yes. And and scripture promises, you know, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, where God says his word will not return void. And uh, again, we're not, we're not advocating some robotic uh, recitation of scripture where you knock on your neighbor's door and read the Bible to them. But as you're talking, as you said, as uh, if you could say, well, the Bible says, this is what the Bible says. Now I want to talk to you about it. And I want to explain what it means in my own life. But again, sometimes we forget that, you know, we don't need to be more clever than God asks us to be. Right and, right. and just simply, and also, you know, and we've, we've talked about this, it seems like we never have a conversation together where we don't talk about the word of God as the seed, right? Um. And, and a seed has life in it. You know, yes. when you put a, a seed in the ground, you have confidence that that seed, somehow God has built into these seeds. It's extraordinary, isn't it? When you think about it, that this dry little piece of, uh, matter can, can turn into, in fact, I'm sitting here in my office, you know, I live out here in the country and my wife planted some sunflower seeds. And nice. just this morning, I, they were really little. And now they're about two feet tall. Right. And, <laughs> and how does that happen? I have no idea, Roger. And I think most scientists, they can explain part of it, but they can't explain the life that's in that seed. Okay. Right. We need to remember God will bless his word. Um, And Jesus Christ will be glorified uh, as we focus on his word. So simple, but powerful. Um, Yes.
0: One of the transferable principles of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, as shared by Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org is the website. I'm Roger Marsh. It's our monthly visit here on The Bottom Line Show. We'll take a quick break and come back with more of these transferable principles from Dr. J. Vernon McGee himself. Coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, is my guest. And Greg, of course, for our monthly visit on what's happening with the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, we have a link for ttb.org up at thebottomlineshow.com. Also, it's just a few moments left for you to get in on our Movie Monday giveaway. Two different movies from AmericanMinute.com and Bill Federer. Uh, The first one, How the Birth of Jesus Affected the Calendar. Uh, We don't often talk that much about it, but uh, obviously, if... uh, if the time that we measure, you know, we will talk about BC or they have BCE and then AD in the year of our Lord. I mean, Jesus really is the pivot point for everyone. And Bill explains how that c- came about in this DVD series. And then also um, the Islamic conquest DVD that is so powerful, especially as we were praying for that Presbyterian pastor in uh, uh, Pakistan who was shot. He and one of his associates were out making pastoral visits heading back to their church they were apprehended by some gunmen who asked them to recite the islamic kalima which is the uh uh, their their statement of faith kind of like our apostles creed in the christian church and he wouldn't do it so they shot him Uh, now he's he should be on track to recover from his wounds but this is the world that we're living in right now brothers and sisters and please rest assured that the reason for the attack was spiritual the reason for the uprising if you will was because these guys are so passionate about Islam. And may I add also, they're taking the Quran literally. That whole death to the infidel thing that sometimes you see those guys with fire in their eyes, throwing Molotov cocktails, and we think, well, those are extremists. But the reality is, for what we understand of the Quran, if there are a majority of Muslims living in a certain area, that area needs to be run according to their religious tradition, according to Sharia law. It becomes a theocracy at that point. There's already a, an area in Detroit, uh, in, or in Michigan, I should say, where there is one city council that is made up exclusively of Muslim membership. I mean, the, 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 the town is not a majority Muslim town, but all five members of the city council, I believe it is, um, were voted in. They're all practicing Muslims. There will come a point where a major city, and all eyes for here are on Minneapolis-St. Paul, because Minneapolis-St. Paul has the largest contingent of Muslims living in that city in terms of percentage of uh, population. Last I checked, it was 44%. Once that hits just over 50%, those Muslims, if they are in fact devout, will be required to live according to Sharia law, and Minneapolis-St. Paul will be run as a theocracy. I mean, this... When people look to the USA and say, well, if we just go back to the tenets of the Declaration of Independence, we start living by the Constitution. But here's the thing. Those are written laws that some people believe are God-given laws, you know, endowed by our creator laws. But other people think, hey, that's just the law and it's subject to negotiation. And if enough people of the Muslim persuasion move into larger cities, you're going to have a real dogfight on your hands. That is spiritual warfare. So how do you withstand? Well, you listen to guys like Greg Harris through the Bible who are educating and equipping the saints who are already living under this kind of oppression, and those churches in those areas are thriving as a result. Sometimes it takes a little bit of heat and a little bit of pressure to get done what needs to get done. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues. Greg Harris is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Greg is the president and CEO of Through the Bible (ttb.org) is linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, basically, ad infinitum, it will never take, will never take it down. Um, we're talking about these transferable principles, Craig, and I, I appreciate the way this came up because we we talk about the "I know a guy" school of ministry. You know where one thing leads to another, and people who come before the throne with open hands and open hearts and open eyes and open ears wind up uh, and closed mouths often um, wind up receiving these tremendous blessings from the Lord. And it was a response to a, a, a letter from one of your constituents asking about Dr. McGee's influence, and how it carries on, that led your team to compile this list. Um, you talked about the first one. Let's talk about some more of these transferable principles, because from what I understand, they are they are many.
4: There are many. Uh, they are um, myriad, but, but th- I'm focusing on some of the top level ones that are that, that you see play out in our ministry every day. So the first one we covered was invest in what you know God will bless. And that is his word. Always mm-hmm. get, make sure you're giving out the word of God. McGee talks about, you know the, at the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples just gave out the bread and the right. fish. That was their job. And we are likewise to give out the word. That's a, a very important one. The second one that we really see at work every single day is have confidence in God's provision. Um and you know when you talk a lot about this we do not do what is traditionally known as fundraising we of course let people know that we are a listener supported ministry but we don't send out any letters uh, i don't i don't solicit anybody for money we never we we ask uh god are we doing the right thing are we investing in what you will bless and we feel pretty safe cuz we're just giving out the word of god in 250 languages around the world um, and then after, you know, you're doing what God will bless, then you let him just relax and let him bless it. Yeah. And we have seen, uh, you know, we don't focus on numbers, Roger, but, uh, but numbers tell a story that numbers don't tell a complete story, but, you know, I can tell you that, uh, our, our income and giving went way up during COVID. And I think a lot of Christian ministries have that story yes. to tell. And that means that they were being faithful and God we all thought at the beginning of the pandemic man we're about to enter a global depression right you know none of us knew i i i mean if i had been a betting man i would have lost my shirt (laughs) i I would not have bet that most christian ministries would see a massive surge of support in the middle of a global pandemic right right confidence in god's provision super important
0: you know and as you were sharing that i'm i'm pardon my musical background here for just a second, I could hear Keith Green banging away on the piano singing, he'll take care of the rest. You know, I mean, but that's, uh, that seems like maybe Dr. McGee was a big Keith Green fan and we just didn't know it. I don't know.
4: Yeah. Well, and it's important to know his history. He actually had to work to overcome a poverty mindset his whole life. He was, he, you know, we, 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 We say this with a smile and respect, but he was cheap. You know, he he (laughs) he knew how to make a penny scream. And he would he would joke about being Scottish and Scotch and being careful with money. But he was you know, he was raised uh, as a Depression era child. His father died young. He always fought this poverty mindset. And so it was the word of God that taught him that, you know, if you're faithful and giving out the bread of life, God will take care of you. And he saw that happen over and over again. He had some great stories of one of the great stories is that he wanted to go to seminary and he literally didn't have any money at all. And these two uh, widows gave him five hundred dollars during the Depression. Mm. And, you know, when he tells that story, he says, you you almost can't even put into words what five hundred dollars was worth during the Depression. Oh, yeah. And. And, you know, all of us that have served the Lord in various ways uh, and followed his call have these stories and, you know, we're forgetful people, Roger, I am, you know, I have to be reminded of these things and so this may sound like a a pie in the sky thing just trust God for provision but you know what, Uh, we see it happen every day through the Bible
0: yeah and that's a transferable principle as we're talking about uh with greg harris uh, the president and ceo through the bible the transferable principles of dr j vernon mcgee because it's one thing to say it kind of anecdotally oh just trust god you know everything's going to work out okay but for him to say uh, trust you know trust the lord for his provision and then show you the examples or what is it they say in the uh current vernacular the receipts you yeah. know that come through that, that that's that's where the proof is, and I think that that's a, a, another principle too. That you'll hear somebody on the radio or television making a claim like that, and instead of you know just going, "Oh yeah, I'm going to blow that guy off," with Doctor Biggie, it was a reality. Uh, what what's the next one, Greg? On the list of uh, there's many. Yeah. that we talked about, but we're hitting the majors.
4: There are many. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're kind of starting at the the top the top level ones, and this next one is very related to what we just talked about, and and it's this that. Uh, Dr. McGee, in spite of the struggle with a poverty mindset, he believed adamantly that people's prayer for the ministry was more impactful than their financial support. Mm-hmm. And again, people say, well, how does this affect TTV today? We, if you listen to our program, we don't ask for money much at all. I would say maybe a couple times a year, we will just air a little bit of a, of a, a, a quote from Dr. McGee or Steve, our host, will say... You know, if you'd like to donate, you can do this. But almost every day we are shamelessly asking people to join our world prayer team. Pray for us. We have over 15,000 people that just get an email every day. And the open rate on that is crazy high. Uh, you know, when we look at the statistics, people are actually opening That's it. good. And all, all we're saying is pray for us and God will God will take care of the rest like Keith Green. Yeah.
0: you know it's interesting talking about the metrics there you mentioned that you aren't a numbers guy in the sense that you're trying to strategically plan okay well if we do this we're going to get this kind of return but it is nice to be able to go back and you mentioned the open rate i mean for those who are listening who don't work in the direct marketing world or whatever back in the old days with direct mail and which still happens if you got a one percent response that was phenomenal and 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 in the email world too, it's like eight percent or something. I mean, it's yeah. not terribly high open rate. It sounds like your open rate is you know double digits plus, and that's phenomenal.
4: Yeah, I I don't remember the exact numbers, but I do remember that we all sort of they were jaw dropping numbers. Like uh, I think close to half get opened in the the same day that the wow that it gets sent. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's crazy huge. Yeah. And, And so people will say, you know, well, you know, is this pie in the sky? Just trust the Lord and he'll drop money on you. Well, no, we do. We work really hard. You know that. And and but we work hard doing what God shows us to do. And then we say, God, the two biggest things of any ministry, the two the heavy lifting is how does it get funded and how does it impact people's lives? Okay, and the, the joy of what Dr. McGee taught us is that the heavy lifting belongs to God. Amen. Okay, You know, the Old Testament, we we see the the passages where it says the battle belongs to the Lord. Right. Um, We don't take that on our own selves. We don't bear the burden of we got to come up with the money and we have to change lives. Only God can do that. And, you know, when you take that seriously, Roger, it it's it's a kind of a faith. You step out in faith. But once you see God uh, responding and showing you, hey, yeah, I can do this. You don't I don't need your help. <laughs> I love that. I just love that. And 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 then you then you just have this incredible freedom and joy to say, you know, I'll do I'll do my part, which is just to obey whatever God shows us to do, and then he's it's it's his job to fix the rest.
0: Yeah. And, and and it's a job that he relishes. I know that's for sure. Greg Harris is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Greg is the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. We're going through these transferable principles of Dr. J. Vernon McGee that he has left behind and have guided the ministry, but have also benefited thousands of people who have been uh, sitting under Dr. McGee's teaching, even though he's been with the Lord low these many years. We'll take a quick break and come back with a couple more of these principles in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. And ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to our special edition of The Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here at the studios of KBRT, the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line. Monthly visit with Greg Harris, the president and CEO through the Bible, ttb.org. And the reason I mentioned people ask, well, why do you always talk about KBRT? And, well, that is where the show originated from, but we're heard in 31 markets right now. And the Crawford Network gets this uh, audio and video after we um, have the chance to broadcast it here on the air and we play it on other Crawford stations across the country. So uh, just uh, for those who might be tuning in in Birmingham and saying, who's this Roger Marsh guy? That's. That's who I am, but more important, of course, is the Lord and Greg Harris, and that's why um, uh, <laughs> we're having sure this conversation. that order I was going right? to say, yeah, I was yeah. going to say because you would have corrected me if yes. I said more important is Greg Harris and the Lord. I, I absolutely would have. Yeah, yeah, but... I know, I, I know better. Um, we're talking about these transferable principles. Uh, uh, started with a very simple write-in from a listener who said, "Gosh, these are great, but how do you still feel the presence of Doctor McGee guiding the ministry and you know in the teaching, knowing that these." Sermons were recorded 55 plus years ago, and and they still are relevant today. Greg, you you've comp- your team compiled a list of these transferable principles. Um, talk about the next one on the. These are the big five, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, the big four right now. Big four. That's okay. you. You got really close. You anticipated. So the you know the <laughs> the first you one. got a was... lot of
0: paper there. I figured there would yeah. be
4: ten or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, there. are there are. There's a. There's quite a few. There's like a. I don't know. 18 or uh, sub ones but we're mm-hmm. focusing on the big four the first one we talked about was invest in what god will bless which is his word make sure you're giving out the word of god the second is having confidence in god's provision the third is and, and it's a, it's kind of a corollary to that but it is value prayer more than financial support because yeah. if people are praying for you the financial support will take care of itself and then the the last of the big four here is uh that is that don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. Um and uh there there are different expressions that we have seen of how Dr. McGee did this. Now, I know we talk about him a lot, but I think because he's uh, gone, he's he's with the Lord. I mean, we didn't lose him. We know where he is. He's in heaven. Exactly. Um but we, we actually could talk about him more I think he wouldn't like it if if uh, he was still alive and I was talking about him all the time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. one of the great things that we love to go back to is he was willing to let the ministry die you, you and I love to recite the famous quote that he gave to the board right before he passed away play the tapes until the money runs out right uh, and you know all, that almost always draws a smile i have i have i don't know how many dozens of times i've quoted that now you always see a little a little turning up of the 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 smile when you say that but I, I like to remind people there's actually something very profound in that because what he was saying is don't scratch and claw to keep this thing alive right maybe god just wanted to use it for a season and you don't have to fight uh, to make it uh live. Because if God wants something to live, it will live.
0: Amen. <laughs> you know? it not only live, but it will thrive. And I think that's where we oftentimes in the church that we, corporate will, yes. we'll, we want the, we, we want God's work to be something we can manage. And sometimes yes. when it's thriving, it's going to grow in ways, places where you have to say, "I need more over here," or "I need more over there." And I, I'm so grateful that Dr. McGee got that. And you could see—I mean, it's—it's it's obvious, Greg. I mean, it's self-evident why through the Bible does continue to thrive is because that's the foundation that was established, and you guys have carried it out.
4: Yeah, and so that one expression of his not making it about him is when he said, "Play the tapes till the money runs out." Another was he did a recording that uh that we air from time to time where he said i know i'm going to be going to be with the lord and he said i'm not the driver of the bible bus the holy spirit is the driver of the bible bus he Mm. said i'm the i'm the tour guide but the holy spirit drives the bible bus so that's another expression of it and then And then a final one that I I have lived with uh, all the time, I live with it all the time, is as we expand into all these languages around the world, here now we are in 250 plus languages.
1: Amazing. Dr.
4: McGee's teaching. It is amazing. And guess what? Most of those people, if you said Dr. J. Vernon McGee, would have zero idea of who he is because he said, you never have to use my name associated with this teaching. Mm. And there are a few places in the world. Like I love to tell the story in Korea, they call it McGee's Bible Study, <laughs> and uh, uh, or McGee's Study, excuse me. And so I went to visit Korea years ago, and they they gathered listeners together. And you know, I mean, English is not the first language, and so the 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 banner uh, in the meeting room said maggie m-a-g-g-i-e maggie's bible study because they were just phonetically (laughs) putting it into english and so during the question and answer somebody said what what's maggie what is that referring to and i explained dr mcgee and you know it was like mcdonald's you know he had this name of mcgee and they said they all started to laugh and then my interpreter said well to us maggie is a type of fish uh Mm -hmm. and so you know even it could get lost in translation but the whole point of that story is it doesn't matter we're not promoting dr mcgee and he never asked to be promoted and i think you know i I, if we had started this by saying the transferable principle is humility everybody would just write it off and go yes we're all supposed to be humble but these are real tangible expressions of 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 a leader who said this isn't about me okay And that's why, you know, you know me. And that's what I strive to do is say, what is happening through the Bible isn't about Greg Harris. Of course, I am the steward. I have a I have a job that God has given me and I want to be faithful. But but in no way is this about Greg Harris. Uh, I am just uh, I'm the privileged one that gets to see God do these things. Um, And so these are real, uh, real transferable and powerful principles that can help all of us in our ministry life.
0: I'm so glad that your team put these together, because oftentimes you would think, uh, well, we just know them, we do them, we've learned them, we've kind of lived them, because that's part of the inherent part of the structure here. But to be able to then articulate them and share them with our audience today even has been a huge blessing. Uh, Greg Harris, President and CEO of Through the Bible, the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, ttb.org, of course, make a generous donation uh, in support of the ministry, make a memorial gift. Um, you may know someone who passed away recently. I know Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial is a very big on setting up your estate even to where you can leave a, 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 a portion of the proceeds, as it were, uh, to the ministry and to continue to further uh, getting the whole word to the whole world. But uh, we are so so privileged here at the bottom line of Crawford Broadcasting to partner with through the Bible and uh, and then just to get to hang out with Greg because he's such a great guy. Uh, Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today here on the Bottom Line Show.
4: It's a great joy. Thanks,
0: Roger. Well, I really appreciate uh, the friendship and the partnership that Greg Harris and I have as friends, but also Through the Bible and Crawford Broadcasting have as organizations. And it's great to be able to spend uh, some time every month getting a little update on what's happening at Through the Bible, ttb.org. And don't forget, if you'd like to make a contribution to support this work, Tr- Through the Bible will never ask you for money. If you've listened to the program as long as I have, which is basically my whole adult life, they don't ask for money. They trust God. The idea is releasing the whole word to the whole world. These are messages that Dr. McGee preached from 1975 to 1980. They're still relevant today. Of course, Greg Harris and Steve Schwetz come on every program, or Steve's on every program, to read letters, to give an update as to how things are happening, and the worldwide impact of the number of languages, the number of countries, it's just truly remarkable. So blessed that Greg Harris is able to spend some time with us every month here on the Bottom Line Show. ttb.org or give a gift when you give a phone call, 865-BIBLE, 800-65-BIBLE is the number to call. On the other side of this break, I wanna follow up on this whole idea of good versus evil and, and, and why we in the body of Christ are really wise to not get too hung up, on the physical when the real battle is spiritual. I'll give you a prime example of that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Pre-born is saving lives by doing what the left doesn't want you to know about. Progressives don't want you to know that a baby once conceived in the womb is a human being. And the proof that we have is four dimensional ultrasound technology that you can get for free at Preborn. The reason pre-born can offer these ultrasound appointments is because people like you make donations and uh, they're tax deductible, and they provide not only the necessary appointments for the expected moms, but also making large donations that will provide ultrasound machines for each of these organizations as well. 833 baby is the number to call. It's really easy to remember. 833 baby or if you want to do the numbers, it's 833 three. 850-2229. Your $28 donation right now will save one baby's life. A uh, $140 donation does five, two hundred eighty does ten. You can also give a recurring monthly gift like Lisa and I do, maybe twenty-eight dollars a month or fifty-six dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month, whatever you and God decide. Make your best donation today, and please know it's completely tax deductible. And every dollar you donate to pre-born goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-BABY, 833 833-850- 850 02229 or go online to kbrightradio.com and click the preborn banner today. My thanks again to Greg Harris of Through the Bible, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org, is the uh Outstanding website that they have, and of course, if you'd like to make a donation, um, eight hundred sixty-five Bible, of course. Contact Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial. Especially if you're if you're in the retirement season, if you are getting ready to you know do a little estate planning, or maybe you want to do some adjustment to estate planning. Dennis is the guy. He doesn't do estate planning per se, but he can help you all ready to take your financial house and, and get an order. So then when you do contact an estate planner, which he can refer you to, uh, you can make sure that you are, uh, that, that the money that you are leaving is stewarded well. And, and one of the ways, I know he's told me this many times, I mean, he's a big supporter through the Bible and uh, Dr. McGee's teaching, but he's helped many of his clients uh, set themselves up in a situation where they can support through the Bible on, on an ongoing basis through the retirement years, but then also set up an account Uh, counting to where that support will continue even after they're no longer here either with a one-time lump sum gift or a a financial product that would continue to make that tithe so if you're looking for a way to support through the bible or any of the ministries you hear on our bottom line show affiliates contact dennis wilson at 800-696-9970 800-696-9970 and let him know that uh that that's what you'd like also let him know you heard about him on the bottom line Dennis is part of our team on the bottom line, also National Crawford Roundtable. We just like to, you know, give him good information as to why that's important. You know, it's important for us to understand that the, the war that we're fighting, the battle, I mean, Jesus won the war. We're fighting battles, and the battles are not against princes. They're not against governments. They're not against, uh, you know, bad voting laws or whatever. You know what they are? The, the, the battle is, again, it's good versus evil. It's spiritual. And it takes, it manifests itself in a physical realm, but this is my, my challenge to each of us, my exhortation for the day as we wrap up this broadcast. And that is, don't let the physical manifestation of the spiritual warfare cloud your vision as to who the real enemy is. I'll give you an example. Um, last week, Governor Newsom vetoed a bill, AB 957, that sailed through committee in the house or the assembly, rather, and then sailed through the assembly, went to the Senate, they made a couple of tweaks, and then they signed it, went back to the assembly for their signature, which they got. Then it went to his desk for signature. And then all of a sudden, over the weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, Governor Newsom vetoed the bill. Now, why would he do that? You know why? I mean, this is a guy who champions, uh, AB 957 was the bill that would basically deem a parent unfit to parent if for some reason there was like a custody battle and the child says, I'm transgender. And as typically is the case, it's not always, but typically is the case, mom is the one who thinks they have a transgender child because that's like the new in thing. And so mom is saying, oh yeah, transgender. Um, And dad says, I'm not so sure about that. So mom and dad get a divorce. And if this bill had passed, dad would lose custodial rights, visitation, everything because he didn't affirm the so-called new gender of the child. Governor Newsom made California, established California as a place that would be an abortion safe haven and a transgender surgery safe haven. Then all of a sudden he signs this or the veto and doesn't let that bill pass. Why do you think that is? You know why? Because he's running for president. That's why he just doesn't want anyone to know it. In California, he can get away with that nonsense, but nationwide, he knows he's got to toe a little more conservative line. So he showed us what his real motivation is by vetoing that bill. Now, we'll get an override in the assembly, yeah. but he showed us who the real enemy is. I mentioned that there's a, something you can do in the physical realm that indicates that you are fighting against the forces of darkness in the spiritual realm. What happens in the physical realm is that people who are guided by darkened forces think that abortion, the killing of an innocent preborn child, is okay. And 54% of abortions are performed on women who are regular church attenders. So please don't think for a minute. Well, I'm a Christian and all my Christian, this would never happen to us. So we're gonna help those people out there. Said it at the start of the program. If the church will get serious about our own, and their views toward abortion, unplanned pregnancy, uh, too many kids, whatever the issue is. If we'll talk more about that in the pulpit in the Bible study and at the coffee uh, lounge after service, we'll watch the abortion rate get cut in half. But our friends at Preborn are saying, look, here, the evil is Molech wants those kids. Planned Parenthood has already admitted in video and in sworn depositions that they do have a business, a little side hustle, if you will, of encouraging women to quote unquote donate the remains of their aborted child to medical science and then Planned Parenthood sells them to these hospitals so basically they're harvesting organs from preborn babies which is interesting because if they're not human what good are their organs right I mean, anyway so <laughs> this is this is the world we live in your donation to preborn right now helps a woman get the truth about her pregnancy ultrasound images heartbeat the whole nine yards and thanks to a special anonymous donor here from the Bottom Line Show, we have an opportunity. It's $15,000 to put one of these ultrasound machines in a pre-born clinic. A donor has stepped up and said, look, if you raise $15,000, I'll add to it. Basically, the match is already there. Let's get a second machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. This is a surefire Great investment. Dennis Wilson, who has put up money for preborn too, would tell you the same thing. When you donate $100 toward an ultrasound machine at preborn because of this match, it'll spend like $200. If you put up $250, it'll spend like $500. The list goes on from there. I know there are a couple people who can make a $1,000 donation right this moment. Pick up the phone and call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com as our donor did and make the donation online and by the way remember we want to raise fifteen thousand by the 15th of october 15 by the 15th will you help us meet that goal our battle is not with flesh and blood but the spiritual battle manifests itself in the battle for flesh and blood and we are victorious on both fronts if we'll stand on the promises of god's word that's the good news and that's the bottom line